You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. You know, and there's a lot going on in the NFT space right now. And (laughs) I can just say, you know, from some of the, you know, drama between uh, Web3 uh, creators, you know, kind of being exposed based on uh, some old tweets that they might have posted. Of course, there's lots of rumors leading up to the Super Bowl. There's a lot going on right now in this uh, NFT space. And, you know, part of the thing with this podcast is that, you know, my goal has always been to try my best to, you know, educate, motivate, inspire, but also at the same time, you know, create, you know, that, you know, evergreen content and not only evergreen content, but also, you know, I believe, you know, firmly that we should be learning and, and, you know, and looking at all you know, the good and the bad that happens both in web three and in web two and, and like what we can learn from it. And I will tell you one of the biggest mistakes that exist in like this entire like early adoption phase of, of tech for me is like the, the argument or like the really like this like ownership idea of like uh, of terminology. And so let's just kick it off at the bat and just say, you know, if you're a normie, and I just want to clarify, like normie is not a bad thing. It's actually, I think it's a it's a, a great label. And I think it's something we can kind of like lean into. And really what a normie, you know, was kind of, you know, I would say in the crypto space, it was more, uh, you know, kind of attached to someone that was initially skeptical about cryptocurrency and like, you know, kind of put their, their baby toe in uh, and then eventually started to warm up to the space. When I look at what a normie is versus a degen or a degenerate, uh, with what many of uh, uh, many in the NFT space are, I think I identify as that without question. Um, but the normie side of the house, you know, part of it is that you know it's not you know when you think about like buying and selling NFTs, it's not like hey this is you know wow that that I can't believe the floor went down that that price of that NFT is cheap. It's only 0.8 Ethereum. And, you know, when, when a DGEN says that they're thinking about it in the sense of like comparison to a, you know, an NFT market, but for a normie, they're going to look at that and say, wait, well, great. That's 0.8, but that's still, you know, $2,000 us dollars or whatever that may be. And the reason I, I want to draw attention to this is that the, the need for people and all of us to surround ourselves with people that keep us grounded with people that uh, you know are going to question and to uh, you know kind of ask us to like talk things out, I believe is essential. And you know, I want to give a shout out to we did a Q and A Q&A in the Discord uh, this morning uh, for all those that are in the Discord because we just crossed over a thousand uh, active members there. And uh, Carter, one of our uh, one of the members in the Discord, you know, came up and asked me the question. He's like, Brian, you know, with all the things going on, like, what keeps you up at night? And I, I give a couple different answers, you know, for, for me, part of it is 
really, you know, we're buying an NFT every single day for a year. And I want to make sure that we're putting in the the work and the research and and I'm you know buying projects that are going to make the the bag the NFT collection as a whole worth more money but also balancing it with my my like need and desire and passion for supporting you know NFT projects and especially you know great NFT projects and and I, and I, that's always been one for me and then like kind of managing DMs but then I I, I got off of the the Q and A and I, and I sat here for about an hour just thinking about like. You know, what are the things that you know excite me? What are the things that that uh, worry me? What are the, like, how does this all look? And and part of it is you know it's very easy for us to get into the the weeds of the technology, but it's even easier for us to get into the weeds of the terminology. And I really it bothers me because I believe there are a lot of people that that use terminology, uh, you know trends, you know, things that are going on um, with good faith, right? Not with any ill will. But there are also people that use terminology or complex wording because they have a desire to make you feel less, make you feel like you're not worthy or you're not part of the cool kids club. And I hate that. I hate that with every fiber of my being. Like my mission is to always disrupt like the one percenters that only care about making the one percenters rich. And they, you know, it's the old YouTube mentality and not a shot at YouTube, but you know, it's those that said, you know what, I'm not going to collaborate with anyone that doesn't have a million subscribers. And let's make that, that wealth gap massive between the haves and the have nots. And it really bothers me and where I'm starting to see it is that there are it's very easy for people to use their let's just say they can use their uh PFP they you know let's say they have a um I I pick I use board apes too much let's say they have a, a crypto punk um as their uh PFP photo and for you know the last many time you know for a, a good while now they've been able to use that and kind of present that as like hey this is what I know in the space because I have this NFT and I'm going to tell you that alone as a like as a as a benchmark is ridiculous. And it's just like everything in life. Just because you've accomplished something doesn't mean two things. Doesn't mean that that person can teach others to do it because maybe the way they did it was so unique to them. Also, there's a lot of people that don't even know how they became who they became or they got successful how they got successful or it was all about timing and the right place and right time. You can't really replicate that or teach that. And what's happening, what I believe is happening right now in the NFT space is that the old guard and the new guard are now realizing that it is less about what your bag has and what your profile photo is and more about what you can prove, more about what you can implement, more about what you can do, what, what you are doing. And I love that space. Like, give me, like, let's square off and talk about, you know, strategies and, and technology. And let's talk about trends. And let's talk about minting uh, methodologies. I'll go, I will go blow for blow with anyone. I'm not saying I know more than everyone, but I am very confident in what I know. And, and it's based on hours, thousands of hours that I've been spending in this space. And, you know, it's very easy. And, and you know, a shout out to uh, my buddy Gregarious, you know, we were using that, you know, analogy of, 
you know, when someone's trying to climb um, Mount Everest, right? If you're trying to climb Mount Everest, you can take a map and try to climb it yourself, which is, you know, jumping into the NFT space and just trying to like wing it. Um, you can, you know, you can, of course, you hire a Sherpa uh, and that's someone that, you know, is going to help you know the lay of the land and learn as you go. And then maybe you become, you know, you get to a point where you no longer need that. You can see the top and you can kind of go on your own. But the interesting thing is there are also people that took a helicopter to the top of the mountain and then they're going to they want to teach people how to climb the mountain. And there are a lot of those people in the NFT space that they couldn't even tell you how they, you know, got to what they got in the, or the, the reputation or the following. And this is some big name people. I believe there are some people that many people in, you know, in the community, many of you listeners uh, are probably fans of, and I am not hating. It's more of, you know, we have to recognize that, you know, it's, it's not only about what people are saying, uh, but not only what people are doing, but also you have to kind of like read behind the, you know, between the lines. Right. And it's why I tell people like, go and look how many people follow, how many people that preach community, how many of them, how many people are they following back on Twitter? Go look at someone's at mentions on Twitter and see how many times they reply to everyone or they only reply to their inner circle, their cool kids, friends. Go look at someone when they're talking about an upcoming project. Are they talking about that project before it launches or they talk about it after it's in their bag? There's a lot of people in in this space that are that way. And so when I bring this full circle to the normie conversation, right, like I believe part of the thing about being a normie and being someone that isn't, you know, a degenerate, isn't just trying to, you know, hit that hundred, uh, you know, maybe you're still trying to hit the hundred X, uh, you know, NFT collection, but you're being very methodical with, with your spend and you're not, not only not just jumping into projects, but when you get into a project, you go deep into that project and you want to kick all the tires and, and I will say this is something that I think we have to recognize is that, you know, when we're looking at our, our NFT collections and what we're investing our time in, it's just as much as it's just as important onto what projects that you decide to buy into to two things, what projects you decide not to buy into, but then also which projects that you real, realize either you outgrew or that energy is no longer something you want to be associated with. And it's time for you to sell it. It might, it might even be to sell it at a loss for what less than what you bought it for. But knowing that, hey, that liquidity will allow you to jump into another project. And it took me a while to figure that out. And some people refer to that as like kind of like that's the advanced methodology, right? Like the idea that, you know, selling for a loss so that you can jump into another project that you have confidence in is actually not a loss because you're actually taking, you know, rather than like trying to ride out the one that you like you're unsure on, you're betting, you're continuing to bet on yourself and kind of moving that forward. And I say all of that because, you know, don't allow those that are using big words or big technology. They're using things like, you know, wag me or, you know, they're even, you know, even going as far into, you know, the different, you know, terminology where they're, you know, they're breaking down like, you know, well, is it a proof of work or a proof of stake? And, um, you know, can you explain the difference between web two and web three? And, and, you know, like what is, you know, all, so here's the, here, cause here's the thing. The NFT landscape today is much different than what I was in November when we started this project of buying an NFT every single day for a year. 
much different. It's not even like I, I've shared this a lot. Like there was the idea of like all this whitelist hunting and you had to be on whitelist didn't actually wasn't really a thing. You, there was a couple projects that had whitelists and raffles back in the fall, but that now it's like the it's the norm. It's like the thing that everyone's kind of doing and, and sharing. And so uh, I say all that because I think it's important for us to recognize that you know that the times are changing. And here's the good news of that: if you identify as a normie or maybe you listen to all the episodes. Here's the, here's the beauty is that the more times that you ask questions, it's going to do two things. It's going to help those in the audience that are either afraid to ask a question or they're unsure of what questions to ask. And it's also going to put that challenge and onus on those that we are looking at as thought leaders, as influencers in this NFT space, because I, for one, have learned for far too long that I, I have to worry about educating the audience, not about breaking down the people that I don't trust, because there's a lot of those people that are going to get away with it and they're going to ride high and they're going to have, you know, radio shows and they're going to, you know, go get these like popular interviews and they're going to all of a sudden, uh, you know, start to, you know, kind of present themselves in ways that are, they're too good for everyone else. And it's about damn time. Someone noticed how amazing they are. And I believe in this space, those that are going to be the leaders in this space, and and we're seeing many leaders emerge. If you if you didn't listen to the episode with um, M, better known as NFTs Girl, uh, the CMO at Crypto Chicks, uh, I believe she is a leader. I believe she is a pioneer. I believe um, she's someone that I would put my chips on to say that she's going the things that she's involved in, not just in Crypto Chicks. But the other projects she's advising and, and a part of, uh, those are ones I would bet on. She is, is her her breadth of experience and background and and passion for the space. And, you know, she's she's connected to a younger generation. I saw she had a tweet the other day that said uh, that she went back to her uh, her group chat from college and it was about crypto. And eight years later that they the crypto you know, group chat was still going on. And I was laughing because I was like, man. You know, college for me was uh, 19, 19 years ago. And uh, yeah, we didn't have group chats. We had like we had AOL Instant Messenger, um, but we didn't talk crypto. And like we talked like Napster downloads and maybe we talked about like MTV or, um, you know, the the real world that was happening on or what was going on. And so I just thought it was such an interesting, you know, juxtaposition because it was like, wow, like you are, while you're educating yourself in university, and we can argue about, you know, the value of going to university or not, but really like the idea that like there is a generation of people of amazing leaders that have been eating, breathing, thinking with a crypto first mindset since they were in college. Like, I mean, I hated econ, econ. finance class was like one of my worst classes in college. So for me, Getting into this space where there is these other components, I am I am having to level set, level myself up. I'm having to educate myself. I'm having to also bring in other other leaders that know more about this area than I do. Right? We we're gonna have more, you know, another CPA coming on very soon. We're gonna have other people in this space. But the reason I I, I say that this is so important is that we are evolving and creating a culture right now, a culture that we get to decide. Is, is what we want to be a part of. And I'm a believer. I am all in, in the NFT space. I got this question during Q&A today as well. It's like, Brian, we know it seems like a far out, but like, what are your plans after November 11th when it's, you know, 365 days 
of the podcast and the show. And I was like, oh, I got no plans in the future that don't include a daily podcast on you know some you know evolution of this entire space. Uh, I can tell you, I've already you know working through some ideas, some for, for some spinoff content and spinoff shows that I want to uh, include into this you know medium and, and and amplify and leverage. But I say all of that because it's not about what it's not about like what you've done in the past. I believe it's about what you've learned in the past and how you can relate that to what's going on today. And I think for those that are considering themselves a normie, but you're listening to this podcast every day, you're the ones that are going to make this entire space work out. You're the ones that are going to be the ones that not only lead us in the right direction. And many of you might turn into the DGENs or might create your own podcast, might create your own things. But here's, here's the place I don't want us to think about. Don't jump too forward into the idea that we need to be the thought leaders and the influencers. We need more people right now that are in these communities that are learning, that are listening, that are sharing their energy and their, their information, that are amplifying the good people doing good things. With that good people doing good things, as many of you know, our podcast sponsor is CEX, the Creator Economy Expo. And I believe you know, many of, if not all of those that are on the stage at this event are ones, are people that I know personally. Um, and I would say they are the ones that we, we want to look up to, that there are some great YouTubers, uh, some great marketers, some great writers, some great authors that are uh, going to be on that event. Uh, and it's happening May 2nd in Phoenix, Arizona. And you can get your ticket at mint.cex.events. And if you want to get a discount on your ticket, you can just use code NFT365 uh, to get a discount there. And I will say when you know, we're thinking about this, you know, mentioning these good people doing good things, the project we minted today is a project that I just have to highlight as it was a project that I had never heard of until I was in New York City at the NYC NFT event, you know, which, which of course spawned this podcast. And it was, I, I remember going in there and I don't know if I went in there for that presentation or if I was sitting through a, a whole bunch of presentations on that day in the theater, but, you know, out walked uh, an astronaut and yeah, I mean like a real astronaut, like someone that's been to space and um, she was sharing, you know, part of like her journey and like information and how she was looking at the space. And then there were some others that were on the stage that were, you know, really into, you know, not only everything in space, but there were, you know, they're, they're like leaders in, you know, in the NASA world, in the, you know, in the emerging tech, in the innovation, um, you know, into outer space, into, uh, you know, the great beyond. And, and what I loved about it was like, there was a combination of like, uh, of, you know, pioneers, of storytellers, of filmmakers, and the, and the project uh, was called, is called Pause in Space, P-A-W-S in Space. And I remember that the, the thing that they said was the, the Muttniks. And I remember that time being like, what is a Muttnik? And like, that's such a weird name to use. Like, I didn't like, really understand like what that all um, was all about. And, um, and it was Dr. Sion uh, Proctor was the, the, was the uh, astronaut that was there on stage. And it was uh, Mike Mongo and a, a couple others that were there. Um, and give a shout out to all of them, Alex. But they're all involved in this project called Pause in Space. And it's about, you know, literally dogs, um, muttniks uh, into, uh, you know, the, they, they say celebrating the space pioneer canines. Now, they had a, genera- uh, a, a 
Genesis collection that sold before. And right now, today, right now, they have another collection that is minting. And I, I will say that listening to them and like what they want to do with NFTs and how they want to reinvent education and, and take you know us on these journeys, not only journeys, physical journeys, but journeys into the metaverse. I remember sitting in that session being like, man, this NFT space literally is going to go to the moon. <laughs> See what I did there? Pun intended. And I remember feeling like, like there is no, like, you know, there's no limit or ceiling. Like we could really take this to outer space. Okay. That's enough of the puns. Sorry. Uh, sometimes I laugh at my own self, but the reason I want to say that I want to put this project out there is it's a great project. It's a great mission, but here's the thing. And it's something that I'm going to hit a lot in future episodes. What is the experience you have from the minute you arrive on the Twitter account or the website to the minute that you get your NFT, to the minute the art reveals itself, to the minute, you know, the, the fact that you're added to the holders only chat into the inside of the discord. And I will just say this, that the pause in space and I, and I, and I'll have to, uh, excuse me, I got a little hiccup there in a second. Um, I'll have to give you the, the website for um, the minting. And so the minting website and I just got to tell you, even if you're not going to buy one, go to this website, right? For everyone that I haven't told anyone to go to any website yet, ever, not once on this podcast. It's kind of crazy, right? Here's the, you know, from a, for an NFT. If you go to Cosmic Pause, P-A-W-S dot I-O, and I got to give a shout out uh, to those that were in our Twitter space last night. They're the ones that turned me on to this. And then they, they had me like literally an hour and a half later, I was still playing on this website. So here's the warning. Do your own damn research, but also you can blame me, but please don't hate me for what you're going to, what's going to happen when you go to this website, cosmicpause.io, because what is beautiful about it is you can connect your wallet and connecting your wallet, of course, you know, just is like you signing uh, to the, you know, website doesn't mean you're going to buy anything, but then you can hit the generate button. And what it does is you are looking like kind of like in the, uh, I feel like we are, you know, we're in the headquarters of NASA and we're looking at the big screens here. I'm trying to visualize it for all those here on the podcast. And you hit generate and it actually generates um, one of the NFT art for you. And if you like it, you can be like, sweet, I want to mint it. Or you're like, you know what? I like it, but I'm not sure. Well, you can open another tab, go to the same website and you can hit generate again and it's going to generate you another one. And you can just keep doing this over and over again until you find the NFT that you actually like. And what is beautiful about it is once you mint it, that, that exact one is into your wallet. And it had me thinking like the, this idea of, you know, of this like true experience in Web3, it's been pretty lazy lately. Like I, I'm just saying like most of the minting experiences, most of the, the projects have been very, um, you know, not only like laid back and kind of, you know, uh, they don't, you know, for the most part, they like hit the connect button, you hit the mint button and it says, thanks, you minted to check OpenSea. And you're like, wow, I just spent more money on a digital project here than I have in anything else I'm doing. Um, and hey, like, thanks. You know, and then you have to kind of like figure your way through OpenSea or like open your, you know, MetaMask. I feel like we've been really lazy in, um, you know, in that arena and like kind of what, where we're all playing. But they, you know, they also did a couple other things, right? They have a carbon offset. So they, they did a partnership um, that are allowing, you know, the NFTs that you're minting to have the, the carbon offset. They also, you know, are, you know, talking, they break down the rarity on the website. They break down, you know, some of the parts of the technology. They also provide some fun facts 
uh, about the Mutniks, right? So it says November 3rd, 2021 will be the 64th anniversary of the uh, Lakas Butnik 2 launch. And the and it was actually the same day that they were the Mutnik team was speaking at NFT NYC. And you know, they kind of go through this whole like the whole story of the of these Mutniks and they talk about, you know, the anniversary of uh you know of I guess the, the Soviet Union was the first nation uh to send dogs into outer space. But for me, like this is a web three experience. It's this is where kind of where we're going. And so you know, in this episode where we talk a lot about, I was talking about like, don't let the terminology overwhelm you. Don't let the tech overwhelm you. Recognize that we need your voices. We need you asking the questions over and over again, right? Like one of the tweets I put out the other day was like, what's the, what's the dumbest question in NFTs that people need to be asking, but most are aren't. And I have a whole list and that's going to be an upcoming episode. That's a little tease. See, that's the, the I'm, I'm teasing you out there as they call it in the biz. But I also think that you know, I, I hope that when you're helping other people come into this space, let's not let the terminology be a barrier to entry because there's already plenty of barriers to entry. There's bad people doing bad things. There's rug pulls. There's ridiculous security things that we have to teach people with wallets and exchanges and getting money from their bank to their into crypto. And then there's a hold on it. All of the things, there's plenty of barriers to entry. Let's not fall into the trap of letting terminology or letting those that are trying to separate themselves as the 1% stop us from growing, stop us from being a part of these great experiences. And let's also celebrate great projects that are adding these experiences. Because you know what, if a project like this one, right, if the if this project cares this much about us generating our art, my guess is they're going to care about us today, tomorrow, many months from now. And I will just tell you that you know, we minted one for our project here for NFT 365. Uh, I'll include a link to the show notes. But you know, Cosmic Paul, a pause, in my opinion, is, is a great example of what you know, recreating Web3 experiences need to be like. And guess what? We need more normies in the space to help us see that, see through the, the dust, through the copycat, through the, the lack of creativity in some cases. And we need to help educate and lift each other up. As many of you know, my mantra is pretty simple. We are greater than me. But here's the thing. You cannot be part of a greater we and make an impact until you first are the best me that you can be. I I share this advice on stages around the world as a speaker. I believe the number one thing that we can all focus on, every single human can focus on, is being better at our self-awareness, at, at, at really dialing ourselves in to understand who we are, what we are about, what are our values, what are the things we are good at, what are the things we are not good at? How do all of those things work? Because here's the magic, is that if we want to change the world, and I love, I love the, this idea of making a world a better place, reimagining the future, we, have to, we can't do it as a we until we first individually each invest in our own me and our own selves. And that includes taking care of your mental health. That includes in prioritizing your own values, not allowing the influence of others to shape the way that you do things. But it also means standing up for what you believe in and having your you know core values and core beliefs. And so as I kind of wrap this, I just want to say like, you know, I remember, you know, in school, you know, growing up and I, I, I got in trouble. I got suspended and in school. And 
And I remember, you know, my, my parents did not stand for that. And I'm very blessed. I had, have amazing parents that have always been there for me and, and, and you know, my brothers and I. But I remember, you know, me trying to, like, explain um, what, what it was that, like, you know, why I got suspended and why I lost my cool or whatever it was. And I remember telling, you know, telling my, I tried to tell my dad, he didn't want to hear it. So I told my mom, I remember telling her like, you know, I only have three things that piss me off is what I said back then. I was like, I was like, I don't like when someone bullies someone out of a place of power, when someone picks on someone that is in my family and when someone lays hands on a woman. And if those three things happen, I will, I will take action into my own hands. And that case and example was someone, you know, it was a, 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 another boy in my class that had laid his hands on another girl in our class. And I ended up getting suspended, suspended because I threw him through the bathroom stall after he did so. And he was a much bigger uh, kid than me. And, and I remember I ended up getting my butt kicked. So it's not a, it's not like a, a glory story of me being uh, victorious, but I say that story because of this. And I, and, and I want to re- just reiterate this more in, in more episodes as well is we have to stay true to our values. We need to put our values out there and it's okay for us to stand up and it's important for us to stand up for what we believe in, but let's do it in a way that makes the people around us better, not creating more into cancel culture, more into the, you know, separation, the, the who, you know, the, the haves and the have nots. I believe censorship is part of the problem, but there's a difference between censoring someone and you know, removing someone's influence from your life because that you do not appreciate or, or agree with their hate or their negativity. And there's also something to be said about, you know, understanding that, you know, even in a free speech world that we have, you know, free speech country here in the United States, especially, you know, it does not mean you are free from the consequences of what your speech is. And, and part of that comes down to, hey, you, you have the right to share the, the views that you have. But you also have to recognize that that might be polarizing. That might you know infe- affect others. But the thing that I've found, and the lesson that I just want to hopefully this all kind of makes sense to everyone that's listening, is that if I know truly what my values were, right? Like when I was in elementary school and got suspended, I knew these three things that were just things that were non-negotiables for me. These were the three things that if they happened in front of me or to me or around me, that I was not going to you know stand for it. And, and, and by the way, those three things are, are still essential in my life. But I knew that then. And what that allows me to do is then recognize other things that might, you know, might be things I don't like. But you know what? I'm not, they're not going to set me off that way because I have those core values. I have those core beliefs. And so for all the normies out there, stay true to your beliefs. Stay true to your core. I think we can all work on our own self-awareness, self-improvement, self-love, self-care, and we can all make ourselves a priority. It is not selfish to make yourself a priority. And if we make ourselves a priority and then we understand what we know and what we don't know, that's when we can surround ourselves with people who know what we don't. And that's where real, real teamwork, real magic, real, real change is going to happen. So until tomorrow, my friends... As always, this podcast is super powered by the ADHD coin at Rally. Please jump over there, create your account. We are giving away three ADHD coin to all those that are creating an account between now and February 14th, Valentine's Day. Just jump into the Discord and share a screenshot and we'll get you taken care of. But 
It is super powered by the ADHD coin. Thank you all for holding the coin. Thank you for coming on this journey. And most of all, thank you for investing in yourself and making yourself a priority. Till tomorrow. Cheers. Hey.